0: Before we begin, here are three quotes. You cannot have an effective protagonist who simply responds to events happening around him or her. Protagonists must act, not just react. Rachel Gardner. A quote from Is Your MC Proactive or Reactive? For every important moment, your character needs to react, first viscerally, then emotionally, then physically, and finally intellectually. Often a writer will show a character reacting with deep thought about a situation when their first natural reactions are missing. C.S. Lakin, quote from five key questions to ask as you write your novel. Overly tragic backstories played up front are not the way. Characters' reactions and the way they deal with what's happening to them in the here and now tells us so much more than acres of flashbacks or exponential dialogue about their traumatic childhoods. Lucy V. Hay, quote from Top 5 Ways Writers Screw Up Their Characters. Greetings, cryptic fans, and welcome to another episode of The Author's Journey, the podcast designed to help aspiring authors reach their full potential. We share tales of the highs and lows of The Author's Journey, from barely being able to spell to international bestseller and all the fun in between. If you want to laugh and learn, you're in the right place. This week, we look at the first technique in the indirect method of characterization. This is all part of our series on characterization. As always, we start with the definition of indirect characterization and then delve deeper into the how-tos and end off by examining great examples from literature. Ready, set, action! So firstly, a definition of indirect characterization, which is a method of indicating what a character is like by revealing their personality through descriptions of their actions, speech, appearance, interactions with other characters, and their own reactions. This week, we look at the first of the techniques, which is action. Before we go into the details of using action to describe a character, you need to understand your verbs, cryptic fam. So, let's get into it. A verb is a word expressing action or being. Jump, is, right, become. Now, there is a difference between a weak verb and a strong verb. A strong verb is more specific, concise, descriptive. Compare these two sentences. Example 1 has a weak verb which is moved. I moved quickly to avoid his blow. Moved is weak because it's vague. It doesn't tell us how he moved. Weak verbs often need adverbs to strengthen them. And what adverbs do is modify the verb. So we need to say, I moved, and then have the adverb quickly to show how I moved, to help it out. And then that's not even enough. I need to add a description, really just to bring out that, that verb so that it conveys the message accordingly. Now look at example two with a strong verb which is parried. I parried his blow. Look at that difference already. It's shorter, concise but it has so much emotion and so much impact behind it. Parried is a strong verb because it's concise, it's descriptive and it's specific. Already we see how the character moved. Parried also has connotations you can make use of as an author. So When you use parried It means and has the connotations that this is a fight. So I don't need to describe what's happening further. I can tell you what the context is just by the verb that I'm using. Not only that, parried conveys the sense that the person who is parrying has the ability to parry in a fight. What does that indicate? It means that they are used to fighting. Can you see how much detail is already conveyed by the word parried versus the word moved? All of us move. You move, I move, he move, we all move, right? That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't convey anything. But parried has really great connotations that just help add flavor to what you're trying to describe. By saying I parried his blow, it already tells you a lot about me as an individual and how I move and what context I'm in. I'm the kind of guy who would be parrying blows. Clearly. Now I devised a verbal formula for using the indirect method of action. The focus is on the verb, so you use the formula noun or pronoun plus strong verb plus description. Create a list of mannerisms, movements and habits for your character. Use a whole bunch of adverbs and adjectives that you'd want to use to describe your character. He is insensitive. He is intelligent. He is crazy. He is energetic. Now those are great. Those are adverbs. I'm being very direct in my description and characterization when I say he is crazy. Okay, but what does crazy look like? How does crazy move? What mannerisms does crazy have? What habits does crazy have? Right? If you say he scratched his arm so that it's scarred with claw marks, that conveys a lot about the mannerisms. That indicates crazy rather than me having to say, he is crazy. Do you get what I'm saying? And that is an action that I'm using to describe the character. It alludes to what the character's like, but more viscerally. It creates a better vivid image in the mind of your reader. So, find strong verbs that epitomize these actions. After completing this exercise, write sentences to explore how your character acts in given situations or what they do when they're bored, you know, whatever the situation might be. Go crazy and list as many as possible because what you're doing is allowing your creative brain to come up and contextualize your character in your own head. How do they move? What kind of things do they do? What ticks? Etc. Lastly, write descriptions to further describe the movements to bring it all home. Now here's an example so I can convey the message. Think about a character called Jane. Here's the passage. Jane danced across the kitchen floor on the balls of her feet. She reached for the cupboard on her tiptoes before twirling back to her pot simmering on the stove with the chosen spices in hand. Very short, it's two sentences if I'm not mistaken, yes indeed right the proper noun is jane the strong verb is danced and the description is across the kitchen floor on the balls of her feet that description is known as an adverbial clause which functions as an adverb modifying how jane danced now there we go again proper noun strong verb and description there's the verbal formula that uses actions in the indirect method the passage above gives us several indirect clues to Jane's character. She is energetic because she dances and twirls across the kitchen floor. Also she is short because she had to reach to the top cupboard on her tiptoes. Finally there's a hint to another activity she performs. Jane cooks. In two sentences we have conveyed a lot of information about Jane and this is the power of using action to characterize. Interestingly enough You might not have picked those things up when I first read the paragraph to you. That's because it's very subtle. More likely than not, your subconscious brain will pick it up. You might read a whole bunch of books and ultimately discover, wow, this character is like this, but I didn't know where I got that. Only when you go and analyze the text do you pick up where you find those hints in the text that actually show you, oh, that's where I got that from. Now, here are some powerful examples from literature that bring characters to life. Let's go through it and see what we pick up. Example number one is Toni Morrison's Jazz. When the customer comes and Violet is sudsing the thin grey hair, murmuring, Ha, mercy! at appropriate breaks in the old lady's stream of confidences, Violet is resuscitating the cord that holds the stove door to its hinge and rehearsing the month's plea, for three more days to the rent collector. The author shows us that though the lady is an overburdened woman, she is resourceful. If the action aligns to the purpose of the scene and the plot, it doesn't break the flow to the characterise, but rather accentuates that flow. That's what you want to achieve. That's the golden standard. Example two is Zora Neale Hurston's novel Their Eyes Were Watching God. Janie didn't go where Mrs Washburn was. She didn't say anything to match up with Nanny's gladness either. She just fell on the chair with her hips and sat there. The author tells us that Janie is feeling despondent. If she always does this it reveals repetitive behavior or habits which indicate she is a despondent person. She has the despondent tendency in nature. If it appears only once Then it is a unique situation and we see how she reacts under pressure. Now for the big takeaway. The indirect method is where the author reveals character through textual clues. Action is an important and powerful technique to reveal character. Action reveals more about character than you would think because we are what we do. Use the verb formula noun slash pronoun plus strong verb plus description to demonstrate the way the character moves, their texts, their habits, and their mannerisms. Do this and do it well and you are well on your way to creating compelling characters. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to join The Cryptic Tribe, a collection of scholarly gentle men and women, and all magnificent creatures in between, how bent on producing the greatest volumes of literature the world has ever seen. Check out my blog and other podcast content at therealgarrykhan.com for more material like this. But for now, I shall see you later, Gator, or as the spectacular Slovakian people say, uvedime sa nesko aligeto.